Someone gave me a little joke before Mass started, and um, it's really not part, it wasn't part of my homily, but it was just said the uh, Facebook doesn't enable the lame to walk, but enables the dumb to speak. <laughs> okay. I just thought, okay. The, um, most of us know if we run into someone who really doesn't speak very clearly, often they have had a difficulty with hearing because they don't hear clearly and they speak how they hear it and so it usually sounds a little bit distilled or distorted and so often it's a good indication that the person doesn't hear very well. So in the gospel today when it said Jesus, you know, this man was brought to him who could not hear and had a speech impediment, it's not surprising that the two of those go together. But very often, speaking and hearing, um, some people have a hard time speaking, some people have a hard time hearing. I won't tell you how many times I ever heard my dad say, did you hear me? Um, well, <laughs> He meant, was I listening or was I paying any attention? <laughs> um, maybe I had a hard time hearing. The, um, I, just a, a little story. Some years ago, I took my cousin's two children. They were from four, third and fourth grade to Kings Island. And Bridget, the little girl, was afraid to go on most of the rides. So her brother Jake and I were going to go on the racer. And she said, oh, I want to go, I want to go. And he said, now, wait a minute. You're afraid of going on the little racer. You want to go? Yes, yes, I want to go. I said, okay, then you're going to sit in the same car with me. And so we're going up, and um, she's holding on. And the moment we started going down, her mouth opened up, and nothing came out. <laughs> I, if a little kid could have a heart attack, I thought she was going to have a heart attack right next to me. Her mouth was open the whole ride. And after we got off the ride, I said, Bridget, I thought you were going to scream. She said, I couldn't. <laughs> she was just so frightened and so afraid. She could not, she could not get anything out. It's like, oh, I'm so glad she didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> but it's that thing, sometimes not able to speak because one is afraid. Um, a number of years ago, a woman told me that she had been abused. And she was not able to speak about it until she was 70 years old. But her whole life she had carried that within and never ever shared it with anyone because it was so frightening to her and she was so, in a way, frozen by it. And so that we've heard a number of, of things recently that people have been speaking out. The thing with the uh, gymnasts uh, that happened before the priest thing the gymnasts that finally, after many years, they spoke out. But they often spoke, they also said that many times they tried to speak out, but nobody would hear them. Nobody was listening. Nobody was paying attention. And the same thing has happened, I think, in regard to the church. You know, people were abused and people tried to speak out, but many were just afraid or so terrified inside or uh, frozen by what had happened to them, they could not speak. 
And so it may be a difficult and a challenging time that the church is having to face many of these things, but it's a very important thing and necessary thing for the church to get through. If it happened, it did happen, and those voices need to be heard, and they need to be able to say what it was that happened. It may not be pleasant, but I, I was thinking that our, maybe very much our Lord may be a part of this, helping those who aren't able to hear to finally hear, and those who had never been able to speak to finally speak it, to allow it to be out and then not have so much power and control over them. Throughout the scripture is very clear, the oppressed are the ones on, whose, on who God is on their side. The oppressor is never the one who is on the side of God. It just isn't. And so anyone who's oppressed in any way that God is truly on their side, and he is always the one who leads the person from being enslaved to freedom. And so it may really be the hand, the voice of God that's at work, allowing this to come forth, because until then it holds people enslaved and captive, and also it, it controls so much. And being freed of that, and once the church society is freed of that kind of uh, harm, you know how much healthier the church will be, the society will be, our world will be. Yes, it's a difficult, challenging time, but I can't help but believe that the hand of God is underneath us. Um, it needs to be those who are deaf, need to hear. Those who have been unable to speak need to be able to speak. And then we will be able to go forward. Until then, many people have been suffering and suffering in silence. And it's time for that to be overturned and to go forward. How it's going to uh, unfold, I have no idea of that. But I can't help but believe uh, that's part of my faith and part of my trust. Somehow, God is involved in helping to purify the church, but also to purify the society. It occurs not just in the church. It has occurred in almost every profession. And we've never been confronted with the harm that has been done, whether it's the church, whether it's school people, whether it's any profession, people have been seriously, seriously harmed, and that needs to have healing. And that's what I trust this time is about. So our Lord does help us overcome our deafness and overcome that barrier that keeps people from being free to speak when injustice is being done. But wherever we look in society, again, the oppressor is never on the side of God. The one who is oppressed is always the one whom God favors and is looking after. The whole story of Exodus, of leading the people out of slavery into freedom, 
God has always been with the one who has been the victim, the one oppressed. God bless.